This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now the Premier League is completing its set of matches before the World Cup begins. Next week is the final game, then they're off for four weeks. It's a difficult and uncertain time for clubs. They don't know whether their players are going to be injured and they don't know in what shape they'll be in when they come back. This has not been a great season for Liverpool, but one fact they know is that Mo Salah isn't going to the World Cup. He get four weeks rest, which I'm sure they'll be very grateful for. To discuss the weekend's matches, in which there were very, very important games in terms of the championship and the top four, I'm joined now by Liam Brady and John Giles. Uh, Liam, Arsenal away to Chelsea. I watched the game and I was really impressed by them, as I have been quite a few times, but Chelsea are a step up from the, some of the teams I've been playing. They look now like a confident team, and they looked yesterday as if they wanted to win the match. They didn't go to Stamford Bridge to survive. Uh, that's quite right, Eamon, yeah. And I thought they were particularly good in the second half. I thought the match in the first half, there was a lot of kind of stoppages with fouls. Both teams were fouling an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, deal, I still think that uh, Arsenal shaded it in the first half and Jesus could have scored with that diving yes. header yep. that just went past the post. Uh, but the second half, I thought they stepped it up even more and uh, they really bossed the game and kept the ball well. Uh, the goal, a bit fortunate, wasn't it? It was a bit of a kind of a scrappy one for a, yes. a ball to go right across the six-yard box like that from a corner kick. But... You know, in general, I thought they they outplayed Chelsea um, and thoroughly deserved to win with everybody playing well. I mean, particularly Saliba at the back yes. and, uh, and Party in midfield. Yeah, and the two lads out wide, Saka and Martinelli. Um, Saka. I thought they were. I thought they were a bit quiet. They came. They they got better in the second half, but I thought they were a bit quiet. But I thought 
Hazel's led the line brilliantly again, you know, without yes. scoring. He didn't score, but he played really, really well. He did, yeah. John, yeah. We, we don't really um, associate Arsenal in recent years with the resilience, shall we say, to mm. really get into a position in which they are at the moment top of the league, two points clear of Manchester City, but going to a place like Chelsea, uh, who are also, you know, reckoned to be a top team, although they're not playing like a top team, uh, I, I detect a transformation in Arsenal's attitude, which Arteta appears to have built into the team over a period of time. Yeah, I thought they were very good, I mean, I yeah. thought they were a much better team all round yes. uh, than Chelsea. And well deserved to win. You know, the stuff was good. Uh, even when they got in front, they, they were prepared to go for another one. And they, they were much, a much better team. And I, I don't think Chelsea are a team yet, Eamon. There's no. a lot of talented players. Uh, I don't think Sterling's kicking a ball for them, to be quite honest. But I thought Arsenal were, imp- were impressive. You know, the top of the table, and they don't seem to be scared of it. Yes, exactly. You know, I think they believe, Atada has them believing that they can do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's, that's a, that's a huge transformation if, if a team really believes that they're up there and they deserve to be up there. They're very, very good and well deserved to win the match. Yeah. Now, uh, Liam, a player that we've all been critical of for good reason, his indiscipline has hurt Arsenal very often when he's sent off for stupid tackles is Shaka. He appears to have been transformed in the past couple of months in terms he's not involved in madness he's a, a very good left peg he's a, he is a good footballer but he's not being distracted by the nonsense that we associate with it we associated with him in the past is that real lame do you think and how much of a difference does it make to them as a team well uh, you know I I I was one of the people who thought he shouldn't be at the club, you know, after, yeah. the, way he, after the way he played for a couple of seasons, I mean, as, yeah. as you mentioned, his indiscipline was never ending. I think he got sent off for a tackle one of the first games of the season last season against Manchester City. And I, I, I was kind of of the opinion, why are we putting up with this guy, you know? Yes. But um, he, he has made a major change uh, in his in his. Uh, attitude and his outlook and the Arsenal fans who were totally against him are very much with him now yes uh, I think he's playing a different position than when he played when he was so indisciplined he's not playing that holding role anymore if you if you watch him now I mean, he's getting much more forward yes. down that left hand side he's actually getting in the box and he's got himself a few goals this season as well yep uh, he did lift the head don't forget he lost the head in the last minute again <laughs> and he was booked again. He yeah. was booked again. So he still has that in him. Uh, but he's been a lot better in that respect. But a major transformation in how he plays. And I think uh, he, with parties, he, he seems to be the one that doesn't move out of that centre midfield role too much. Whereas Xhaka now has license to go forward and go down that left-hand side and get in the box. And I think that's made a difference to his game and his confidence. Yeah, John, Mikel Arteta, was a, he was assistant to Pep Guardiola at City, and he's been at Arsenal, I think this is his third season now, but uh, he has finally um, appears to have got a grip on Xhaka. 
he didn't give up on him, but also he's introduced young players into the side who appear to be playing with real confidence. He's doing a very good job, John, isn't he? And it's not the easiest club to manage because of the expectations and the past. I think he's done a terrific job. I mean, sometimes it takes that amount of time, whether it's two years, three years, to do it right. Yeah. I mean, he had big decisions to make last season when he got rid of Aubameyang and, and one or two other players that weren't really doing it for him. I mean, once Aubameyang signed his big contract, he never kicked the ball for him. Mm-hmm. But he got him out of the club. Uh, and it does take time. And he's got young players in, very, very good, young, talented players. So he's on the right track now. Right. It, it does take time to get on the right track, especially with a big club like Arsenal. Uh, expectations are very, very high. But he's going, he's going the right way now. I, I think Arsenal are very, very impressive this year. Young players, yes. but not scared of it. Let me ask you about Chelsea. I want to ask Liam as well about Chelsea. Uh, Obama Yang has ended up at Stamford Bridge and was taken off after half an hour, uh, half an hour into the uh-huh. second half. or No, actually, in the 64th minute an hour into the game. But they they have lost something, John. And Potter, we know, is a really good manager. They got a hiding when they went back to his old club, Brighton, last week. And in the game on Saturday, or rather yesterday, they really, Arsenal, were much more ambitious than them and outplayed them, I thought, particularly in the second half. Yeah, Arsenal were very good, well-deserved to win, Eamon. I think Potter has a big job to do there, Eamon. Yeah. You know, I mean, how, did he buy Obama Yang? Did he bring him right. into the club? You know, you got the American owner there, yeah. Bob Sterling. You know, if you, if you don't have the power to do it, uh, it's very difficult to get the players in that you want, Eamon. And I don't think he has that control right. yet, if he ever gets it. Um, you know, he's got a lot of talent, but he hasn't got a team. Um, exactly. Nowhere near a team. Yeah. yeah. So he's a lot to do. He's a lot to do. And the, the big problem he has, is he going to be allowed to do what he wants to do? Yep. Uh, Liam, Raheem Sterling, he's going to be a starter, I would guess, for England in the World Cup. He played in all the European Championship matches last summer. He really wasn't a first-choice starter at City in the end. And he doesn't look to me as if he's having a go, a real go. No, with with the World Cup in mind, I mean, if you were looking on a player uh, on form, he wouldn't even get in the squad. Yep. He's he's been so bad for Chelsea. Yeah, yep. he's been dreadful, uh, and that's something that Potter has to sort out. He didn't he didn't buy Raheem Sterling. He didn't he didn't take a bombing for Barcelona. They they were right. there when he arrived at Chelsea. So uh, he has real problems up front with those two. Uh, they look like they look to me like players who have lost their hunger and appetite for the game. Yes. Uh, and they, they've they obviously got huge bank balances. And uh, I don't know whether they're too bothered about their football anymore. That's what impression I get. You know, you have to be you have to be up for your football week in, week in, week in, week out if you're going to perform. And I'm not too sure those two are. And that's a big problem for Graham Potter to sort that out. Now, yeah, and of course, if you have a, a boisterous, uh, high-profile owner who's actually making decisions and seen to be making decisions, A, it, they're usually the wrong decisions, and B, you can lose the dressing room in a big way if the players don't think that you're the man calling the shots. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Let's move on, uh, John, to Spurs-Liverpool. Another big game for, for top four positions, which is really what you think... Uh. Most of these clubs are playing for, if we, if we say that City are, are hot favourites to win the league. Spurs, Liverpool. Liverpool got off to a great start. Mo Salah scored two, two goals, two nil up. Spurs come back with Harry Kane. But I want to ask both you and Liam about Trent Alexander Arnold again. He pushed a forward in the box. It was, a, in my mind, a clear penalty, and the referee could see it. He was standing watching it. Would you agree it was a penalty? And what are you going to make? What are we going to make of this kid who maybe will be in the England squad? Although I'd be surprised. I don't think he'll be in the starting 11. Do you? I would, I'd be very surprised if he, if, if he is, Damon. You know, yeah. there's a couple of the, the fullbacks that have been injured. Yeah, um, but Trippier, but like it Trippier, would be Trippier is playing really well. Yeah. You know, it's like Trippier we would be the first choice at the moment uh, to get into the team. Um, but it, it, Trent Alexander, I mean, in the game, I mean, I mean, he, 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 what I saw, I only saw the highlights. Uh, I mean, his distribution, his long passes was very good. Was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yes. But when it comes to defending again, I know we've been on about it a long time. It was a definite penalty, I mean, I couldn't yeah. see how it couldn't be a penalty. I mean, he went out of his way from the ball, maybe 
two yards to yeah. push the fella yeah. out of the way yeah. or po- po- throw him on the ground. But how they didn't give a penalty, I do not know. No, and and that not for the first time is is has he done that? I've seen him done fairly fairly regularly. That it was near the ball, he just pushed the fella out of the way. So he got away with it. You know what I saw in the match? I thought uh, Spurs were very poor in the first half. Liverpool got in front, but uh, they were hanging on. They were hanging on the yeah. match in, 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 in the second half. But, yeah. but a good win for them. Yeah, Liam, Trent Alexander-Arnold, we all love flamboyant and brilliant football, the way he plays it. When he has the ball at his feet and his distribution was great yesterday, some long, raking crossfield passes. But this, it's the, his, his attempt to defend... Really, he's learned nothing, and that why would you agree with? Oh, I know you would because we spoke about it last night. It was a penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't understand why the referee didn't give it. Uh, probably, uh, I think they said on Sky uh, uh, that he probably his angle to see it wasn't great. He was great. You know, he was right behind it. In VAR, well, this is what they said on Sky, and I'm just saying yeah, what yeah. they said on Sky. Uh, but for me. Uh, if that happens out outfield, out of the box, yes. the referee would give that 100% of the time. Mm. And whether he kind of bottled it or not, because it was such a big decision to give a penalty. Uh, but I couldn't understand it. Ryan Sassignon was 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 going across the ball. He was he he got away from Trent Alexander for uh, which he did a lot of the game. Get away from him. Yeah, Alexander yeah. doesn't seem to sense any danger at all when people are coming around the back of him. And uh, and it was a it was a definite penalty. Uh, absolutely. Um and he had he, he carried on having a bad time of it defending him. It was actually on Sky because it was Gary Neville who was doing the co commentary yes. I was watching. And uh, he was really pointing out because he played in that position of how poor his positional sense is when he's playing right yes. back for Liverpool. Um but I, I thought it was a real good game. Great finishing from Mo Salah. Two brilliant finishes. Uh, yep. Although Eric Dyer, Eric Dyer gave him the second one on a plate. Uh, Harry Kane's goal was great. It was a good, really good match. Uh, uh, as John said, Tottenham weren't at their best in the first half. But, uh, you know, uh, they came on strong in the second half. Harry Kane got a great goal. And, and they gave Liverpool all the way. They, they, they ran Liverpool all the way to the 95th minute. It was a... A really good game to watch, but a big win for Liverpool because yes. they've been having such a bad time lately, results-wise, that to go to Spurs and win was a big feather in their cap. Yeah, uh, just uh, you know North London very well, Liam. The Spurs crowd booed the team off at half-time. They seemed to be booing Conte as well, and he was asked about it after the match, and he was shrugged his shoulders and said, well, you know, maybe he hinted that maybe he wouldn't be there so long. I think we all admire him, but are they particularly impatient, Spurs fans? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? And, and and Arsenal fans can be a bit like that. Although Arsenal fans, they've got a lot to cheer about this year, but uh, because we have a young team, I think the Arsenal fans are, are right behind the team. Yeah. Uh, at Spurs, they've got this kind of belief that they should play the game in a certain way, a flamboyant way. And it goes back to Danny the 60s yeah, yeah. Or when the sixties when they won the league and and they, and they won the league and cup and won the season and they won cups and so forth and 
a European Cup Winners Cup with, you know, great uh, attacking play. Uh, and it goes back to them. That's what they think their DNA is. And Conte yes. coming in, uh, he's okay if he gets results. They live with it if he gets wins and things like that. But when yep. when there were two down and you see Eric Dyer, um, you know, making that mistake and yep. Liverpool dominating the play when Tottenham are playing at home, they can turn on the team and the manager. Yeah, John, uh, Spurs won the double in 1961. It was the first time the Cup and League had been won by one club oh. in the in the modern era. You know yourself, it was a very big achievement. And, of course, Danny Blanchflower was the leader. And the yeah. style of play was very much Spurs' thing. Yeah. But Conte demands a different kind of approach to the game. And you can see that he's he's not a happy camper. It doesn't look like one at the moment, does he? Well, you know, the crowds of crowds of sports, as Liam said, are very demanding. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you look at what he's done since he's gone to the club, he spent very, very little money. Yeah. Diamond. You know, like if you go back to the sports team, you say that won the double. But that one, I think Jimmy Greaves didn't play in that, but he came into Danny Brown, Dave yes. McKay. Uh, you know, mm. these were great players uh, and a great and a great team. My Conte doesn't have that type of player, that calibre of player no. now. No, no. I think he's I think he's performing brilliantly yes. with what he has, Damon. Yeah, and they're, the money they're fourth spent. in the league. Yeah, they're they're in Champions League yeah. place at the moment. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they won they won during the week. They turned they were one down and they were going out aiming against Marseille and they yes. turned around and won two one. That's yeah. that's a huge result in the context of uh, of going forward in the season. Yeah, uh, and he and he has had injuries. You know, he didn't have song yesterday. That Kudaselski has just come back. He he yes. can make a difference when he's back fit. Um, but you know, I'm just trying to explain why. Spurs fans can be a bit fickle in that in that yes. way. You know, they see Conte as being too defensive minded, too Italian, uh, and they make their feelings known when they're not winning, and uh, that's what happened yesterday. Yeah, and there is a, a change you feel coming in the game. John Southampton, Newcastle, Hasselhutten, the Southampton manager, looks like he's going to get sacked. He's been there for four years. They've had up. And down times, they've sold players on him that I don't think they should ever have sold. But, you know, that's the way that club is run. Newcastle really are, I mean, Newcastle United are third in the table. And Eddie Howe's done a really great job there. And they have this young lad, he's from Paraguay, Almiron. Uh, he's a goal machine. He's a, he's a bloody good player, John. I've watched him three or four times now. His all-round game is great, and he only needs a sniff. And he scored a fantastic goal at the weekend. Oh, he's been excellent, Damon. You yeah. know, he's getting the best out of him. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about it. I think he's, I think he's a fairly young lad. Or he's he is, yeah, yeah, coming into it. You know, and he's, he's really really shown what he can do. Yeah. Uh, now you have to you have to give the manager credit for that. Whatever way he's done it, um, he, he was very good. But um, Southampton were very disappointed, I mean. Yeah. I think there was a right back, I can't you can't remember his name now particularly. Yeah. Not defending at all. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. The people get round the back. The defenders they look to me, I mean, as if they were fed up with the manager and wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. I don't think he's right a leg defensively. Like Newcastle were very good. They killed them. 
But the way they played in a prof- non-professional way, I thought for Southampton was outrageous, absolutely outrageous. Yeah, that right back is Maitland Niles. You're right, Liam. They don't have the qualities through the team now. They have one really outstanding player, who'll probably go with England to work up board prowls, but they're doing well to be in the division given the way they run the club. I mean, they sold Danny Ings for 23 million to Villa. Danny Ings is worth a lot more than 23 million and they shouldn't be selling a player of that calibre anyway. Yeah, well, uh, as you say, they have a history of doing that and uh, mm. it's probably going to cost them. They've, they've done it down through the years and managed to stay in the division, but in the uh, it's, it, it's it's difficult to see, uh, you know, how they're going to turn things around now unless they spend money, Eamon, in the in the in the yeah. window, uh, because they haven't got anyone who can put the ball in the back of the net. You know, you are, you mentioned Ward Prowse; he's about the the only top player they have, um, and and they're struggling. But they go back to Newcastle. I think Eddie Howe, and he's getting a really uh, fine performances out of. Well, they're not star players, are they, Eamon? You know, no, Amaroni's come in. And yeah. he, he was he, he was hit and miss last year, but Eddie Howe's got seven goals out of him. Yeah. Joe Willock, Joe Willock, who was at Arsenal Yeah, as a he kid. scored yesterday, yeah. Yeah, he scored. He, he chips in with a lot of goals. He's getting he's getting the best out of him. And let's not, and let's not forget that he hasn't got his star striker, Alexander Isaac, who he paid like 58 million for. Yeah. He hasn't been playing in the last few games. So. Yeah. And Callum Wilson, don't forget him. He's Adam at Bournemouth. Yeah, he's, he's very getting, good player. He's getting, yeah, he's, he's getting goals from him. Uh, and Newcastle, with with the financial power they have behind them now with the Saudi Arabians, you know, will be thinking, right, we can be in the Champions League next year. There's no reason why we can't be with watching how inconsistent Manchester United are and and uh, and maybe Liverpool are this season. They'll fancy their chances of finishing in the top four. Yeah. Now, John, Aston Villa beat uh, Manchester United 3-1. Poor old Stevie Gerrard. Uh, they picked up since he got the sack. And I watched the match. It, it was a very, very good performance indeed. And, and they were up for it. Now, the really interesting thing is the, the new manager they have. He managed Arsenal for a while, Liam, and he got the sack there. But he managed Sevilla. He's won the Europa League four times. And from Manchester United's point of view, they looked away off it, John. That Ronaldo played, but they looked away off. And they were they were they were terrible, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought Manchester United were terrible. Yes, they really totally outplayed them from the start of the game because yeah. of their, their their attitude to it. They were up for it. They were ready to go. New manager, but they have they have been playing quite well in the last couple of weeks. Uh, a little bit inconsistent, uh, uh, Villa, but. They, they killed them. Yeah. Uh, you know, Manchester United, are, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not, more, more not good than good. Uh, no consistency about them. They didn't look like a team at all yesterday. No. Villa killed them. Now, Liam, this new manager, Unai Emery, he's a Spaniard. His only failure, really, was at Arsenal, and he didn't get long there, did he? No, uh, he didn't, I mean, and he, he is a very good manager. Uh, I don't think he was in control of the transfers at Arsenal, which right. was a problem at the time. Um, and uh, he didn't really get the chance to shape the team, you know, but his track record, as you say, is, is very, very good. He did manage PSG as well. 
yes. uh, yeah. uh, on the back of being so successful in Europe. But he, he, he couldn't he couldn't win the Champions League there and he paid the price. And then we got him at Arsenal and he did a fairish job without doing a great job. So uh, he's back again. You can see, he's, he, you know, the Premiership is where they all want to be because they earn the most money, the managers now. So yes. at the drop of a hat, he was he was he was left his club in Spain and he was with Aston Villa. And it's a great start for him. They, uh, you have to give your uh, the 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 guy who took over from Steven Gerrard a, a, a bit of a a bit of praise here because he turned the team around completely, changed a lot of the players. Yes, the team spirit seemed much better, uh, and I think that's two victories out of three. I can't remember the chap's name, but he did a very very good job. Yeah. So uh, Villa looked like you know mid table and upwards. Uh, uh, this season, um, um, Manchester United, well, I didn't see the game. I only saw the goals and, uh, you know, the, the defence looked all over the place again. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. He, he might be a bit like Arteta. You have to give him two or three seasons, uh, the manager there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, a, a real mystery. But United could, could very well finish out of the top four again, Amy. Yeah, John, one of the things we spoke about last week uh, was Ericsson playing in midfield. We all admire him as a footballer, but you and Liam were praising him very highly, and I expressed doubt about his legs and his ability to actually be useful when you haven't got the ball. I told him in the match yesterday he was exposed a bit when he didn't have, when United didn't have the ball, they didn't really have a midfield. They had Casemiro, who, who is really top class player. They had Ericsson, and they had Van der Beek, who got a rare start yesterday. But they were killed in midfield, weren't they? Yeah, they were killed all over the place, Eamon. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like Ericsson is a very good player, as we know. Yeah. Um, and he's getting on a bit now. But it was, it was, it was so bad all round. Yeah. Eamon. It was hard to pick. Pick out who was at fault. They were, they yeah. were all so bad, you know. Yeah, they were just they, they were just not there, you know. There was nothing about them defensively, midfield, up front. Uh, they just look, looked like well, certainly not not a team. That's for sure. Yeah. And Villa were good, as you said, and Liam said it. Like Villa were very, very good. They totally outplayed them. They had a good attitude to it. Uh, but United just ran out the races. You know, they were they were terrible yesterday. Terrible. Right. Now, Liam, finally to Manchester City and Fulham. Fulham have, have done really well, I think, this season. They're halfway up the table and they have a very good manager, Marco Silva. He's a Portuguese coach. He was at Watford. He got Watford into the Premier League. They sacked him uh, because they didn't win the Premier League. Uh, and he's been around, but he's he's back now. And I think... You know, I think this guy is is a really good coach. It took City 94 minutes to break them down, and it was Haaland with a penalty, which the goalkeeper Leno wasn't he at Arsenal, Liam? He was, yeah, yeah. He was. He he went and uh, uh, to Fulham after a couple of seasons at Arsenal. Not a bad goalkeeper. He was. He wasn't great at Arsenal. He was one of the signings that I think. Emery had to put up with, you know. They were bringing them in, yeah. So he, he guessed right for the he guessed right for the penalty, but it's too under yeah. his body. 
Yeah, but you have to give City credit, I mean, oh, they were yeah. they were yeah. down to ten men after half an hour, weren't they? You yes. know, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and as you say, Fulham and are, are are not a bad outfit this season. Silva has done a very good job, and you know, uh, I, I watched Everton on Saturday and looking at them, they could do they could do with some organisation there. They looked a poor, poor team, and yes. they could be they could be in a relegation fight this season as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought Manchester City did 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 well, Eamon. I thought they they did well to come back from uh, from going a man down and they to get it over the line. Uh, and Haaland once again, although he, it wasn't the great, his best penalty, but he managed just to squeeze it squeeze it in the corner. Yeah, he admitted after the match actually that he was nervous, um, which is good to know that some and some circumstances because he looks he's he, he's some player, John, isn't he? Some athlete. Uh, Alan, yeah, he, well, he was. He was. He only come on late in the game. I mean, you think yeah, he yeah. early on. Yeah. And and Conchello, the the, the lad that was, he, he's inclined to to do what he did and get sent off. Yes. It was a silly tackle in, in that way and put them down to ten men. Yeah. I didn't see the whole match. I mean, but from from City's point of view, uh, you know, obviously they kept playing and kept playing to, to get the penalty. I mean, it was a big and it was a big win for them. The way the the table is at the moment. Um. But I think the, the, the lad at Fulham's done a really big job. Yeah, he's, he's very good. Really big job. I mean, if you look, at, he's hardly spent a penny. I mean, I don't think he has any. He lost players as well, got promotion, and and is and well well out of the relegation zone. Oh, you know, absolutely. I thought yeah. there, were, there were certainties to go down. Yeah. Um, he's, done, he's done a really big job. Really big job. Now, John, you were in Leeds at the weekend, I know, celebrating your birthday. Um, so I was very relieved when you picked the phone up this morning. <laughs> uh, Leeds, John, four, yeah. four three. They were two one down at half time to Bournemouth. Yeah, came back. I think the cr- the crowd were booing them, Eamon. Really? Apparently, yeah. Half time coming off, and that the manager was 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 getting a bit of stick. And that, I tell you, I mean, it was a typical Leeds performance. Yes. You know, yeah, because they're all or nothing. You know, when when, when they're attacking, it's like ten players attacking. They, they score. I, they, they, I think we got we get that inconsistency all season. Yes, you know, where they lose a lot of goals, they score a lot of goals. Because once they're attacking, they're attacking. Everybody's attacking. There's no defending at all. Yeah, you know, you were with and, uh, uh, Eddie Gray, weren't you? Yes. And what does yeah. what's the feeling there among the old boys who made Leeds? Made the club's name really as a big club. Yeah, well, Eddie, Eddie, would, Eddie sort of is, is a watch for the club, right? I mean, yeah, you know, and I think he feels the same, the same as most most of us do. Yeah, there's a lot of credit in in the way a manager does what he does. Yeah, Jesse it's Marsh. A, it's a yeah. bit like Bielsa. That's what Bielsa did in, in yes. many ways. Like when they are attacking, every every everything, everybody attacks. Yeah, you know. So I think they they be inconsistent because on the day, like they score four goals at the weekend, as we know, yeah, and they go down, and that's the way they're going to be. There'll be some matches you'll say, oh, that 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 doesn't work, and the other matches oh, they were they were brilliant. They, they'll certainly be entertaining. Yes, you know, <laughs> sitting back, no. you know, that's for sure. But it's whether they can you have the balance to 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 really defend well when they have to defend well. You know, they're going to have to score. When they're on top, they're going to have to score goals, you know, because they could lose goals very, 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 very easily. But they'd be exciting. 
But, but then again, the fan, the, the fan, sorry, the fans at half time were booing them off near enough. Yeah. Getting on to the manager. Of course, when you win the way they win, they're all heroes again. But I think from the Leeds point of view and looking at them, I think that's the way they're going to be, Eamon. Yeah, and I think they'll have that. enough yeah. to stay up, you know? Right. Uh, Liam, just a final question to you. West Ham lost at home to Crystal Palace, where Patrick Vieira appears to be doing a really, really good job. But David Moyes, who has got West Ham into Europe and they're in the Europa League, he's really struggling now. Uh, they're down not too far away from the dead men. Took the lead in the match, still couldn't win it at home. He's a very good coach, uh, Liam, David Moyes, very highly respected in the game. But West Ham are back where they were for so many years uh, if they fall in to that bottom three. Yeah, they had a great season last year, Eamon, as you yeah. say. They got to the final of the Europa uh, and... Um, you know, they uh, were operating at the top of the table for a long time. They fell away a bit towards the end of the season. And then he got money to spend. I think he got back, uh, uh, he got backing from, from the board, uh, to spend some money. Uh, but, you know, the boys haven't, don't seem to have settled in yet. And right. they are very inconsistent. Uh, you know, they'll get a, a good result well, a bit like Leeds as John was explaining yes. they get a good result one week and then they go and blow it in the next match but um, you know, Moyes will be under a bit of under a bit of pressure there more so from the fans than any I don't think he, he was a popular choice for the fans right. but he got them on side last year when they were so good but this season uh, this season uh, I, I hear there's rumblings do you know what I mean I do so yeah it, 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 Watch that space type of thing, but I think I think Moyes has done a great job for West Ham. But you know the fans are fickle. Uh, the expectation after last year is that West Ham would be up top six, top seven. It's not happened this season, and the, and and the manager comes under pressure. I've played for a lot of clubs where there were rumblings. <laughs> one of the abiding sounds of my career. Uh, Liam Brady and John Giles, who never caused any rumblings except in the opposition. We're grateful to Liam and to John, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.